I was a kid growing up in Jersey, uh, anybody who was a hoot or really funny or something, uh, we'd call them a riot. Ladies and gents, uh, this guy's a riot in more ways than one. Bob Dylan. The show that celebrates the work of Bob Dylan, one song at a time. Proud member of the Fire and Water Podcast Network. I'm your host, the Freewheel and Rob Kelly. And joining me this week to talk about Pay and Blood, a great song from Bob's 2012 album, Tempest, is our pal, Ryan Daly. Ryan, welcome back to the show. It's been too long. It has been. Thank you for having me at long last. <laughs> well, because this is your second appearance. It's not, you were on the show once before. Now, come on. I don't, I don't like hearing other people on the show that aren't me. I, I get I, really. You know, I can understand that. I especially understand that. Gutierrez. Yeah, well, that's, it just rankles everybody. Those are yeah. the, definitely the least popular episodes. Uh, anyway, we're going to talk about Pay and Blood. Now, this one, I mean, look, anybody writing me and saying, I want to be on Pod Dylan, I'm going to say yes, except for, well, a couple people. But I'm going to say yes. But this one was especially easy because uh, Pay and Blood is my favorite song off of Tempest. And that's saying something because Tempest is a terrific album. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is my favorite song. It's song five. I tend to really like all the song fives on, on Bob's album for some strange reason. Uh, this song, it's what, well, okay, Ryan, why did you want to talk about it, and what do you think this song is about? Well, first of all, I completely agree. It is easily the best song on a really good album. Uh, and that itself, I, I think it was kind of novel, and part of it, when, when I first discovered it, I, we're kind of in an age with digital music and downloading when I think the concept of the album is kind of less meaningful than it has ever been. Yes. But And I don't even know why. But for some reason, when I heard he's got a new album out, I think I saw a pretty good review of it in Rolling Stone. I don't even know if I read the review. I just heard that it was really good. So I was like, I'm going to take a shot, and I'm going to buy the whole album. And I did, and I was blown away. I, I really liked Tempest, like the whole album. It's, and it has a sound, it has a feel that this isn't, I don't know if this is going to make sense, but to me, the album feels kind of steampunk. Hmm. By which I mean it starts off with this kind of slow, like this weird old timey yeah. like, <laughs> piano beat that it sounds like something that you wouldn't have heard even on a record, but like back when people played music on a phonograph. That's what it like, sounds it like somebody sounds cranking that, up a record. Did. Yeah, yeah. So that whole sound, I'm like, what? And then he goes into like this blues riff, and throughout it, he, there's, there is a guitar sound to this album. And I don't know why, but to me it feels, and I'm going to use a word that in music terms feels wrong, because to me it feels industrial. But it's not industrial, like industrial music, like house or techno, but more like the the sound of the guitar feels to me like industrial America, like the Rust Belt or something along those lines. So that weird sort of difference of, of ideas and sounds... Yeah, that's all the thing. Like I listened to that. It's like this feels like a steampunk album, and I don't know what what it was, but it's really good. And then out of nowhere, you're right. Song five, the song "Pay in Blood" comes on, and it just hits you because there's a great melody to it. There's a great hook. It sort of brings you along, and it sounds like it's a really fun song at first. Yeah. <laughs> but there's also this darkness to it because it's basically a revenge song, and it's but but. But what he's, who he's directing his revenge at is this sort of, you know, a sort of kind of a lot of questions you can ask. What is, what is this about? But there's an anger, an anger, a bitterness to it, but also a sort of I'll have the last laugh quality. Yes. To it, which is really 
interesting from a guy of his years and experience. Um, like, I, like, I own, like, given how much Bob Dylan, like, quotes other material and, like, drops, like, lines that you remember, I'm almost amazed he doesn't say revenge is a dish best served cold. <laughs> he has quoted Star Trek before in other songs, so it wouldn't <laughs> be the most crazy thing he's ever done. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I mean, some people have suggested this is a song about America itself mm-hmm. because it's uh, you know a country built by slaves, and it's you know this is a country that paid in blood but not its own. Uh, but then, then you know, and that seems to be possible in the refrain. But then you get the, the all the lyrics leading up to each each uh, line that ends the ends the um, verses, and it's very specific. I mean, it is clearly somebody really angry and a lot very violent i mean there's a lot of mm-hmm. violent imagery here i mean there's talk about putting i'll put you in chains that i'll put you in a chain that'll never break i could stone you to death for the wrongs that you've done mm-hmm. i've got something in a pocket to make my eye make your eyeball swim i got ta- dogs that could tear you limb from limb right. i mean this is a guy who is right in your face yelling at you yeah uh, i mean it is it is pretty it's almost a little scary uh and at one point Bob even sort of almost stops, not stop singing, but he starts yelling almost because there's another uh, refrain where he says, how I made it back home, nobody knows how I survived so many blows. I've been through hell, what good did it do? You bastard, I'm supposed to respect you. And you, like, I get this imagery of a guy like at a party who's Mm -hmm. drunk and he just starts yelling at people and they're like trying to drag him. Okay, 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 thank, thank you, you know, and it's, and it's just you're hit over and over again with these relentless torrent of images. Uh, and yet, as you said, the, the song is really beautiful and very catchy. Yeah. And, and it's what it like each, each verse is eight lines long and most of them, like the, the first four lines are all of these sort of up-tempo major chords that it's just kind of got a good rhythm. It's easy to listen to, but in each verse lines five and six, he he goes into these harsh minor chords that sort of like jerk you out of like the rhythm that you're in and kind of like pull you back again for lines seven and eight when he goes back into the refrain, whatever the rhyme scheme, and then I pay in blood but not my own. So it's it's sort of like, yeah, there, there's something jarring but not uncomfortable because it, it still finds a way to work within within the music. And you mentioned the line where he basically just says flat out, you bastard. <laughs> It's almost the second time he says that, but the first time is much more flowerly and poetic because he actually has a line, you got the same eyes that your mother was, if only you could prove who your father was. Right. What a beautiful way of calling somebody a bat. <laughs> if you've ever heard that, it's like, oh, wow, that was good. Um, and I've, I've heard some people say that that line was written about President Obama, and other people said, no, you're stupid for thinking that. Um, but it, <laughs> oh, I, I, no, I kid you not. I heard somebody suggest that. Um, oh, I don't want to. I'm pretty sure Bob Dylan is not a birther. <laughs> <laughs> I would doubt it. But yeah, it does kind of go to this this angry old man, sort of at the end of his days, just thinking about it. And and uh, okay, so so this is another theory that I have heard, and I, I put this to you just to see what you think. I actually read an essay that somebody took the time to actually like scrutinize this song in great detail. And the position that this guy said was that this entire song was written for one person. And it was Bob Dylan looking back 50 years later at the, at the concert when he first plugged in, when he played his guitar, and that one guy in the concert who shouted Judas at him. <laughs> and this whole song, 50 years later, is a response to that. 
<laughs> I don't agree with it, but if that was possibly the case, like, wow. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, anything. I mean, as Bob has said in numerous interviews, uh, you know, his songs d- don't necessarily mean anything or they don't have to mean I, what you think they mean, but they could be inspired by something, sure. You know, I mean, yeah, this is definitely written by somebody getting revenge. Yeah, uh, somebody who has is good, who has been put down, but now has the upper hand. I mean, he opens the third verse, and this is my favorite line in the song: "Is low cards are what I've got, but I'll play this hand whether I like it or not." That's my favorite line too. Yeah, I, be, yeah. I mean, he has re- he has returned to that idea in many songs. In fact, there's even something very similar in "Not Dark Yet," which yeah. is what you were here on the last time, where it's the idea of I didn't ask to be born, I didn't ask to be put here. I'm going to do the best I can with what I've been given, whether that is your financial reality, your physical reality, your mental reality. But it's a guy who is saying, hey, look, I didn't ask to I didn't ask to be here, uh, but OK, I'm going to weather it through that. That line always jump. You know, the first time I ever buy a Dylan album with a, where it's, it's songs that he's written, they don't come with the lyrics. Uh, there's only been one album he's ever put out that came with the lyrics. So you're playing a lot of what? Huh? What's that? And you know what? And this song, uh, his 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 diction is pretty clear, but uh, it took me a while to sort of ferret all, ferret all the words out. But that those two lines really jump out at you. And I remember thinking, wow, those are those are. And I, you know, I feel that way at times, you know. Uh, and and it's like it's it was very powerful to hear that because you clearly Bob Dylan's putting on a character here. Because if anything, you could not say Bob Dylan was handed low cards. Birth. I mean, he may have thought that way because he was born relatively middle class existence. But this was a guy born with a lot of gifts, so yep. he's clearly putting on a character. And now, as even as I'm talking, that line about you know the mother and the father, it could be he's putting on the the guise of a birther in that segment necessarily. You know, he's playing this character. You don't know. I, I mean. You could uh, you could evoke like an image of some old man standing on it, like sitting on his porch, mm-hmm. looking back, just <laughs> angry man, like shakes fist at cloud. Or yeah, right. Exactly. Like Get off my lawn, you bastard kid. Exactly. And but yeah, I still come back to this idea that this feels like somebody who's going to immortalize his enemy through this song, and that's sort of the sweetest revenge is is using these lyrics to kind of get the last laugh that, you know, who, whoever he feels has wronged them. It, you know, ultimately Bob will come out on top because Bob is better, stronger, and his music is going to outlast them. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's what he intended, but that may, I mean, I don't know how humble Bob Dylan is, but it certainly seems like the reality is that his art will survive a whole lot of his critics uh, if there are any critics that it still exists today, but yeah, yeah, it's yeah. I I just keep coming back like the 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 vitriol and the the anger in this like and how I mean yeah. You just mentioned some of the lines that evoke like I, I've sworn to uphold the laws of God. You could put me out in front of a firing squad. Like just the the imagery like again just like the violence just kind of soaking up these lyrics. Yeah. And he ends the song with, uh, he, he says, uh, you've been accused of murder, how do you plead? This is how I spend my days. I came to bury, not to praise. I drink my fill and sleep alone. I pay in blood, but not my own. And that, that last section makes me think that this is Bob talking about himself as a musician. 
in that he is borrowing material from musicians that are long gone who paid a heavier price, especially specifically, I would say, African-American musicians that he is, you know, borrowing from or stealing from, depending on your your, your point of view. And they paid a much heavier price uh, for their transgressions than he ever did. I mean, the worst that ever happened to him was he got called Judas and he got booed. But some of these guys literally paid with their lives because they (laughs) dared. And so he could be talking about that. I was that I came to bury, not to praise. I drink my fill and sleep alone. I mean, that. I, every time he mentions sleeping alone, I always feel like that's some sort of nod to his itinerant lifestyle. That, uh, I mean, he is uh, constantly on tour. And while you could say it sounds like a fun existence, it's probably maybe could be a lonely existence too because he's always sleeping in a different bed. Uh, he's not, Bob's not married anymore. You know, I mean, it, I always, I, I always draw that conclusion, even though it may not really be there. Well, I mean, you've asked the question before on other episodes, like, what's it like to be Bob Dylan's friend? Yeah, what's, what's it like? Oh what's, my it, God. what's it like to play cards with him? Like, yeah. does he go grocery shopping? Like, yeah, does somebody do right. that for? How do you just have a normal conversation? What, what's Bob Dylan's peanut butter of choice? What's that? <laughs> yeah. What is that about? So it feels like there. It might be a self-imposed isolation that he just keeps people at an arm's distance mm-hmm. away from him. And that, you know, sleeping alone is just the image that he feels because nobody's going to get him maybe since, you know, his wives or maybe even his, his previous loves. Uh, I, I, I have no idea. Like, it, there's just this sort of impenetrable quality about him that you just feel he's, he's one step removed from the rest of humanity. <laughs> maybe by enough. choice. Yeah. Maybe just by dint of his art won't be fully comprehended and, and he doesn't get us, but he can see something about us. And yeah, it's, yeah, I, I don't know. I can Yeah. For, for a very dark song, it's very hummable. It's very sing alongable. And this was, uh, I think Tempest is a terrific, terrific album, but this is my favorite song. And it, 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 it was my favorite song. Literally the first time I heard it, I was like that. Oh, okay. Of, you know, after the album was over, I was like, Okay, I really like that album, but Pain Blood was my favorite, and that was f- four years ago, and it's still I still say that I still I'm like okay, yeah, Pain Blood is still my favorite song, and uh, he has performed it live quite a bit. It's been performed so far two hundred and sixty three times in the last four years. That's a pretty good ratio, and uh, maddeningly, he's changed some of the words. Uh, I've, <laughs> I've heard not, that. I've yeah, heard that. I've not been able to find them transcribed anywhere. I did a search, but there's a couple of uh, li- verses that are different, and I remember he played it when I saw him a couple of weeks ago and there's some there's one verse where I went wait that's not in the song and I tried to pay attention to what he could say and I couldn't quite make it all out but so he's still rewriting the song and you know I mentioned on the episode I did with Patrick Butler where we talked about the concerts he's rewriting Tangled Up in Blue and that's 40 years old and he's rewriting this song which is four years old so no song is safe uh, for his pen he will just if if the inspiration hits him he's going to rewrite it they're living documents his songs yeah, he refuses to f- put them in amber and just be yeah. like, that's it. They're going to live on and on and on. And he clearly loves Tempest because uh, he sang five songs from it when I saw him last. That's a, mm. pretty remarkable. He clearly really liked this album, which is good because I think that might inspire him to do more albums. You know, if, if he likes the last one he did, he'll probably think, I still got some more songs to write. So, you know, maybe. I hope so. Yeah, I would love to hear more more like this. Like I said, that I mean, we, we said it at the beginning, we've said it again, this is the best song on the album, but I 
really like the whole album. I think every song on it is, has value. They're all really good. And it plays, it plays great as an entire album from start yeah. to finish. And I, like I said, like with this era, there aren't a whole lot of albums that I can say that about anymore. Um, but this one still feels like it works from start, from start to finish. Yeah, so. it's a complete statement all the way through, and it's uh, yeah, it, it it really is one of his one of his strongest albums of the of the recent version recent iteration of where he's been producing himself as Jack Frost. I think it's a really really strong album and very very strong songs all across the board. So it's really good. So is there anything else we want to say about Pain Blood? Uh, I don't think so. Like I said, it's it's great. If you haven't heard it, listen to it. It's it is a fun sounding song because of the chord progression and because of the style of the music. It's got this great easygoing blues riff, but the yeah, like the darkness in the lyrics, like the the rage and the the imagery that comes to your mind that's just steeped in violence and and, and but but it's yeah, it's so poetic. So it's a violence that I want to see more of. I would <laughs> like to hear. I would like to hear more songs like this. Scary as the uh, proposition as that might be. Mm. Do not get on Bob's bad side. That's just a good <laughs> lesson, just because he will write a song about you, whether you're Mr. Jones or whatever, and he will just decimate you, and that's not, not I mean, good. This, sound, no. this sounds like a hitman is coming after me. Yeah, I don't know. This is some scary, scary stuff. So, uh, Ryan, thank you so much for coming on, coming back to the show and doing this. Uh, this is, again, as soon as you mentioned this one, I was like, oh, I want to talk about this one because I just love this song so much. So where can people find you on the interwebs? I've got a number of podcasts right here on the Fire and Water Podcast Network, Secret Origins Podcast. Power of Fishnets and give me those Star Wars. Check all of those out. I second that emotion. So thanks everybody for listening. Of course, you can follow the show over on Twitter, which is pod underscore Dylan, or leave us a comment over on the website, which is firewaterpodcast.com, as Ryan just mentioned. So again, Ryan, thank you so much for doing the show. We'll have you back soon. And thanks everybody for listening. And until next week, uh, we'll see you later. Bye. your lover in the bed come here i'll break your love ahead our nation must be saved and freed you've been accused of murder honey bleed this is how i spent my days i came to bury not to raise i'll drink my fill and sleep alone